Hey guys, John Chandler with Forever Contender here coming at you with instant reaction for UFC 272, which just wrapped up. Colby Covington, victorious in the grudge match over Jorge Masvidal. He wins a one-sided unanimous decision. The score is completely in his favor, 50-45, 50-44, and 49-46. We're going to get into that fight. We're going to get into the rest of the main card. Just wanted to give a quick note. This is the second ever podcast we've done here on Forever Contender. Super surprised at how many people listened to the first podcast. So just wanted to give a quick thank you to everybody that checked us out. Uh, the first podcast was available only on Substack. This podcast and all the other ones we do going forward are going to be available on Substack, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So if you use those outlets to listen to stuff, be sure to check us out there as well. Now let's dive into the main event. Again, Colby Cummings in victorious in the bad blood grudge match. He beats Jorge Masvidal via unanimous decision. It was a fight that was all Colby all the time, with the exception of a moment in round four in which Masvidal drops Covington with a right hook. Covington did get right back to his feet. It was very brief, and Masvidal didn't really chase after him, so he recovered. Uh, you know, Other than that, it was all Covington all the time, like I said. A typical Colby Covington fight. Relentless pressure, nonstop offense, just a, a crazy pace. Masvidal couldn't really do anything except play defense the entire time, uh, which is kind of what happens to the majority of people that Colby Covington fight that aren't named uh, Kamara Usman. Uh, as far as the first round goes, uh, they did look like Colby may have tweaked his knee in the beginning. Uh, Masvidal was focusing on leg kicks, and it may look like he may have hurt Covington early on, but whatever happened, uh, he was kind of uh, favoring it in the first round. It didn't really affect him the rest of the fight. Didn't really see anything after that. Uh, there was an eye poke as well early on in the fight that Herb Dean missed, and Masvidal uh, turned to Herb Dean to let him know that he had gotten poked in the eye. Now, Covington took advantage, as most fighters do in this situation where they're not, you know, their opponent's not paying attention, backed Masvidal up against the fence, and then, you know, scored a takedown. Uh, that was kind of the theme of the fight, is that Covington, you know, continually cut off the cage, uh, cut off corners, and, you know, just gradually moved Masvidal against the cage, and then, you know, just worked for takedowns once he got the fight to the ground. Worked for chokes, worked ground and pound. Uh, Masvidal's takedown defense was, you know, solid as always. You know, he did stuff a bunch of takedown attempts. He did get right back to his feet on a bunch of them, but it was just kind of, you know, over time, he just didn't have the energy to, you know, keep up with the pace that Covington was putting in, and you know, eventually had gave up his back, you know, sort of on a regular basis as as the fight went on. Uh, fought off a, a bunch of rear naked choke attempts. You know, Covington got him in a neck crank at one point that looked to be really tight. Uh, but Masvidal escaped. Covington's best round was the third round. I would certainly score that round a 10-8 for Covington. He brutalized uh, Masvidal with elbows. That was the round with the neck crank. Uh, you know, closest that Colby came to finishing the fight was the third round, and obviously in the fourth. Uh, you know, other in between Masvidal, uh, you know dominating and you know controlling the fight uh masvidal did land a right hook that uh surprised covington and knocked him down for a brief second um, but masvidal just didn't capitalize didn't pounce on him his his corner was screaming for him to go after covington but it was kind of like the you know like the, the leon edwards nate diaz fight where you know nate hurt leon uh, late in the fifth round and just didn't go after him didn't capitalize on the fact that he was hurt even though there was you know enough time to possibly get a finish it was the same thing here. Covington was clearly, you know, hurt by the punch and, you know, not 
on you know steady legs but you know Masvidal just one decided to sit back and I guess wait for the perfect shot and it just never came so you know got a got a question of the decision making on that one and, and then the fifth round was just more of the same Colby wasted their time getting a takedown right away and then the you know controlled the fight on the ground to end uh to end the rest of the fight um after the fight there was a chance that the two of them could have shaken hands could have ended it they didn't. Uh, Colby gloated right away because he knew he was going to win. Made some choice gestures, and the trash talk just, you know, went back right where it started. Uh, so the rivalry continues. Will there be a rematch? Uh, uh, I don't think so. It was so one-sided. I don't think that anybody wants to see this fight again. But as far as the two guys trash talking each other in the media, I don't think that's going to be ending anytime soon. Uh, after the fight, Covington called out Dustin Poirier. He did the same thing earlier in the week uh, during media day. Uh, he mentioned Poirier's wife. He mentioned Poirier's daughter and the call-out. Not a fan of that. Um, I do wonder if this is part of Colby's new shtick. Uh, now that Trump is in an office, he's kind of backed away from <clears throat> the whole MAGA movement and you know wearing the red hat and you know posting about that kind of stuff all the time. Um, I do wonder if this is his new thing where he's just going to go as low as possible when talking about any other fighter whenever he does. I'm not a fan of it. I don't know if it's going to work out as well for him as the last one, considering, you know, there was a following, there was a base to the last one, and this one, it just doesn't really make any sense, considering, you know, even the, even the, the, the gnarliest, the meanest fighters to ever, you know, come across this sport haven't even really stooped to those lows, uh, just because it's, you know, I mean, what's the point? Um, anyway, that's that's Colby Covington for you. Uh, as far as what's next for uh, Hori Masvidal, not sure exactly. Um, that's three losses in a row, but you know he did just sign that brand new deal prior to this fight, so he is now apparently one of the top five highest paid guys in the UFC, and clearly they're going to have big things for him coming up based on the amount of money that he's getting paid. As far as what that is, I'm not sure. Maybe a defense of the, the BMF title. Uh, against two would be the question. You know, Nate Diaz, I'm not sure that's a fight that Nate really wanted to run back considering that, you know, the, the possibility has been brought up a bunch of times and he just really hasn't shown any interest at all. Um, you know, maybe Masvidal goes after another veteran. Matt Brown is a name that I, I thought of. Um, you know, the only other guy, you know, veteran in the top 15 at welterweight is Wonderboy, but that's a fight that, you know, the Masvidal, I believe you followed him at UFC 217, so that's a fight they did not too long ago. I'm not sure if they're going to want to run that back. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with Gamebred after this. Um, moving on to the co-main event, RDA versus Hanato Morikano. Again, RDA wins a, a unanimous decision in a fight that went the distance. Really should not have gone the distance. It's a fight that should have been stopped after the third round, most definitely after the fourth round. Um, but again, allowed to go the distance. Uh, RDA controlled the fight in the first and second rounds, you know, scored takedowns and uh, focused on a lot of ground and pound. After the second round, Mokato's corner asked him to uh, stop trying for the takedown. And he definitely mustered his best offense in the third. He started to land punches on RDA and snapped his head back. Uh, with some good ones, but then RDA rocked him with a head kick uh, in the middle of the third round. That sent, <clears throat> we're kind of reeling, uh, when him, took him down to the ground, uh, and RDA just you know unleashed a relentless barrage on the ground. I thought the fight was going to be stopped. Somehow, we kind of survived at the end of the round. His eyes were rolling in the back of his head. 
uh, as these these shots were going down. So I was shocked that the fight wasn't stopped. Uh, he stumbled back to the corner afterwards, and again, super surprised that the fight wasn't stopped. His corner looked; they had no interest in, in throwing in the towel, which which is crazy. Uh, you know, the, the fourth round, it was the same thing. You know, uh, he was able to land some punches now that he wasn't focusing on the takedown, but RDA just, you know, eventually would get him down to the ground and would just, you know, start pounding on him. Uh, the fight certainly should have been stopped after the fourth round. He was in no condition whatsoever to keep going. And referee Mark Goddard even, you know, was clearly concerned and clearly wanted to stop the fight. The problem was that he was leaning on the post-fight, uh, excuse me, the ringside, the cage-side doctor to do so. Now, the, the doctor, when he kept asking him to check on Mukano, he kept checking on uh, Mukano's cut that he had on the side of his eye. Now, the cut on the side of his eye was literally on the side of his eye, so the blood was not running down into his eye. Therefore, when he asked Mukano if he could see, and Mukano said yes, he believed him because the blood wasn't visibly running into his eye or impeding his vision. Now, his eye was swollen, but you could see him blinking. You could see his eye moving around when he asked him to move his eye. Therefore, you know, he could do nothing but report back to Margotta that he could see. You know what I mean? <clears throat> My thing is, is this, is that if there was even a question that the fight needed to be stopped, you know what I mean, they should err on the side of caution for the fighter, for the, the camp, for their family, for everybody involved, just so there isn't, you know what I mean, a catastrophe that couldn't have been averted. Um, again, if there's a question, if it should even be stopped, why not stop the fight? Um, you know, got to give props to Moncana for being as tough as he was. Got to give him props for, you know what I mean, going all five rounds on short notice and definitely, I'm sure, not having the condition to do so. Got to give him props for landing punches in the fifth round. And you could even make an argument that he won the fifth round because he was landing and he was rocking RDA to the point that RDA was just looking to escape and get out of there as the round was ending. Uh, you know, but I think the bigger question is, should Hinato Moncano even have had the opportunity? to, you know, land those punches in the fifth round because the stop, the, excuse me, the fight should have been stopped a round or even two rounds before then, um, you know. <clears throat> I don't know what to say other than, you know, should have stopped the fight, and I hope that that's something that, you know, the, you know, the referees, the, the commissions get together and review and say, hey, maybe this is a situation next time where we run into it, we should stop the fight and not just, you know, play it safe and wait for the guy because it was you know god had even made a comment that oh i'm gonna wait to see what happens wait for him to stand up off the stool like listen if we're, if we're waiting to see if a guy's gonna wobble off the stool because he's that hurt you know i mean minutes before and he's clearly down four rounds to none and he's clearly not gonna win the fight and he's clearly been beating beaten up as much as he has just do everybody a favor just do the fighter a favor and do you know i mean his well-being and his future a favor and just stop the fight i just you know anyway Moving on, uh, another fight on the main card. Uh, Bryce Mitchell wins the United decision over Edson Barbosa. Again, another fight that wasn't even close. Uh, judges scores on this for 30-27, 30-26, 30-25. You know, no matter how you scored it in this one, it wasn't wrong because Mitchell just dominated Barbosa, and Barbosa had no answer for anything at all that Mitchell did. He really put forth no offense whatsoever. Um, another fight where you have to kind of question what the game plan was. Barbosa's corner was pleading with him all throughout the fight to kind of just try something, try something creative, switch up, switch it up, because all he was content to do for the first two rounds was just stay in guard and hold on to Bryce in hopes that the referee was going to stand, stand him up. Now, Mitchell did, you know, 
was doing enough to you know allow the referee to give him space to work. Um, not sure what Barbosa was thinking, you know, thinking he was going to slow down because he certainly didn't uh, and showed no signs of it, you know. But it definitely put him down in the hole, you know, two nothing in the fight, and then come the third round, you know, Barbosa got taken down again and definitely made more of an effort from guard, went for a couple of submissions to, you know, to try to win the fight. But again, it was all all Mitchell. He had, you know. Uh, everything for Barbosa, and Barbosa had nothing in return. So Mitchell's uh, streak in the UFC continues. Uh, Got to give him props after the fight. Uh, he announced that he wants to donate half of his purse to a uh, children's charity in Arkansas that uh, deals with children that have housing needs. Now, I want to point out that half of Bryce Mitchell's purse is uh, $45,000. He's only making forty-five to show. Excuse me, and 45 to win for this fight. Now, if that's not a, a testament to the fact that UFC fighters need to be paying uh, paid more, the fact that the guy is going to donate half of his salary and he's only going to have $45,000 left over uh, after you know fighting a, a fight on the main card on pay per view, I, I think it, you know it says a little something. Um, we'll say that after the fight, that uh, UFC president Dana White said that the UFC is going to cover the donation on Bryce's uh, behalf. Bryce did say that he's still going to contribute some money, uh, just because he wants to. But again, I think it's a telling sign that the the UFC is willing to donate forty five thousand dollars to a random charity that they just heard of tonight at the drop of a hat, <laughs> rather than you know I mean pay a fighter, you know, $45,000 more uh, than they, you know, probably should be making. Um, but again, Bryce Mitchell victorious, he moves on. Also on the main card, Kevin Holland fought at 170 for the first time, I believe it was since 2017, I guess it was. Uh, he went, picks up a, a much-needed win. Uh, beats Alex Cabell Oliveira, TKO'd him in the second round. Uh, it was a slow start to the fight. A fight that I thought was going to be fireworks from the start, but I understand the hesitancy from both. Uh, but once I got going, it really got going. There was a crazy scramble in the first round uh, that uh, resulted in Oliveira quickly trying to secure a rear naked choke. Uh, there was only about 10 seconds left in the round. and I, What's going to end up being, in my opinion, an iconic and timeless image, uh, Kevin Holland gave a thumbs up right in front of the camera saying that I'm okay, even though he was fully caught in the rear naked choke. Super cool picture that's gonna that already started to pop up on social media, so definitely look for it. Uh, I'm sure I'll have it up on, on one of our channels at some point. Um, but super cool. Kevin Hollard just showing off his personality as usual. No surprise there. Uh, and wasted no time in the second round, coming out guns blazing and just blasted Alex Oliveira with the right hand that knocked him down and just finished him off with uh, punches and elbows, getting a, uh, a much-needed win. Uh, for Kevin Holland, uh, I want to say as far as Kevin Holland goes, I'm not sure what his what his plan are. I believe his plan is to stick around at 170. If he's going to stick around at 170, he is a very big 170. He is a, uh, a massive 170, and he may end up being a problem at 170 if he stays at that weight class. So we will have to see what comes up next with Kevin Holland. Uh, and then finishing out the main card, the Greg Hardy experiment is officially over. Uh, at least we'll have to see. Uh, but he just lost his third fight in a row. He got stomped out in the first round by Sergey Spivak, TKO'd in the first round at the 216 mark. Uh, it was a fight that wasn't even close. <clears throat> uh, Hardy... Maybe landed a couple of punches, but it was Spivak uh, landed a judo throw, the same judo throw that he landed in his fight against Tatu Ivasa. 
Uh, and then from there, just kind of decided to end the fight. Just got on top of Hardy and blasted away until the referee waved the fight off. Um, so that's, again, the, the third loss in a row for Hardy. He hasn't impressed in quite a while, and he's had issues in you know, his other fights. He tested positive for... Uh, did he test positive for a banned substance? I can't remember. I know he had the issue with the inhaler. I know he had the issue with the illegal knee. Um, obviously, he has his domestic abuse background. Um, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, I think the Greg Hardy experiment, you know, might as well be over for now. Uh, if you want to keep him on a UFC contract, maybe have him fight in smaller shows to kind of get back on track. Um, you know, but as far as, you know, he goes and him fighting the upper echelon of heavyweights in the UFC, it's uh, clearly not there. And I'm not sure that, you know, he's, I think he's 30, 33 at this point, still young, but I'm not sure that he's ever going to, going to get there at this point, especially, you know, the wear and tear on his body after uh, a long, you know, football career. And now he's been in MMA now for, I guess it's like four or five years. Um, you know, got to wonder how much longer that he has in the sport. So, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, UFC 72 in a nutshell, guys. I'll have a full recap of the event up on the website, uh, later today and I'll talk to you soon.